Welcome back to the Off The Tips podcast. This is the first installment of our Course Nuffy series. Today on the pod, we're going to be doing Cape Kidnappers, one of New Zealand's prized possessions. Uh, Tom Dock Doke Design opened in 2004. The past 71 golf course measures at 7147 yards and 6,569 metres. It'll challenge golfers at all skill levels. Completed in 2004, the spectacular... New Zealand golf course has been hailed as one of the great modern marvels in golf. Built on a ridge and valley landscape with stunning sea views, Cape Kidnappers Golf Course plays high above the ocean atop dramatic cliffs. That's what we're getting ourselves into today and to do it alongside me is, as always, AC. How you going, mate? I'm good, mate. Looking forward to finally getting into the course stuff. I think I've there's been something in particular that I've really looked forward to because it's probably a bit more original. I haven't really seen a lot of people do this stuff, so can't wait, mate. Yeah, and it's one for the the golf sickos, and we'll bring another voice into the podcast, a, a golf sicko, Matt Monty Montgomery. Welcome to the Off the Tips podcast, mate. Thanks, mate. I uh, greatly appreciate the invite and. Yeah, looking forward to getting stuck in the Cape Kidnappers. Is it your podcast debut? It is. You know, it's fair to say I'm shaking in my boots here <laughs> up in Auckland, but, you know, honoured honored to be given the opportunity. So, you know, looking forward to it. So just for the listeners, I'm kind of here to just facilitate this this course. I have not had the privilege of playing it like these gentlemen. Um, so, boys, the tri- we'll start – from the trip down to Cape Kidnappers, you're, you're making your way down. What are your stops along the way? And once you get there, uh, what's it feel like around the community? Well, I had cricket in Topol, so Monty can probably attest to this better than me, mate. So you rip in. Yeah, and I, um, we, we set out from the mighty Waikato, naturally. Um, it's sort of four-day weekend down to the Hawke's Bay, Um you know, first stop off was Taupo Centennial. Um, you know, one I'd highly recommend. Quite long, um, you know, good challenge. And, you know, it's probably underappreciated in the in the Taupo golf scene. Next stop was to the mighty the mighty bay, but before we, we got to Cape we did manage to head to Hastings Golf Club and um you know, again I'd you know put that yeah, probably on par with some of the better Parklands courses going around the country. Um, you know, I'd I'd liken it to a Royal Royal Wellington for those who've um, you know ventured there. And then you know we spent the weekends in in Napier, and um, you know on a somewhat gloomy Sunday we we ventured out to Cape, and you know I think um, before even. Arising, arriving at the at the course, um, yeah, it's a unique part of the country, set out, you know, on the peninsula. So it's a it's a pleasant start to your day, just um, heading out to the golf course. And you know, what I do quite like about it is, um, yeah, it's reasonably humble in the setting. You know, it's it's a grand golf course, uh, big boy golf course, but 
you know, the actual facilities themselves are quite small in nature and, you know, I guess that lends itself to the, the golf course taking over as you, you know, progress through the day. Um, so you don't have this grand clubhouse like you may at other big boy courses around New Zealand and, and offshore. So I think it's you know, a reasonably humble setting, which is quite a nice way to kick off your, your day. So you talk about it being a, a big boy golf course. What, in fact, like makes it a big boy golf course from in terms of playing it? Yeah, I think um, yeah, we, we didn't play the tips um, and we generally try to play the tips and, you know, off the tips, as you, you mentioned at the top, it's it's rather long. Uh, so I think that, you know, is, is first and foremost the challenge. But I think the other thing is just, um, you know, the wide, wide fairways, the massive greens, um, you know, the greens themselves aren't overly undulating. But, you know, on a, uh, a drier day, I can imagine they get quite quick. They had that feel about them. Um, so it's, it's a more akin to what course you'd probably see on your quintessential you know, PGA-type setup, long, extremely wide, Big field, big um, big greens, big targets, um, and yeah, just the bunkering as well, quite distinct. Um, yeah, it photographs well is 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 probably a key the, factor. The bunkering is probably a distinct reflection on Tom Doak designed golf courses. AC, just what can you tell me about Tom Doak and his and the way he designs golf courses? Or and Monty, feel free to jump in as well. Yeah, I think Monty's probably better to talk about that because he's played Taridi, but he's quite a polarizing character as Tom Doak. Like, I know that not everyone's a fan of his designs, but I can't really, like, say, in terms of Cape Kidnappers, I don't think there was anything too, like, severe or harsh that, like, I thought he'd done that was bold and that some, like, I couldn't see any real polarizing features at Cape Kidnappers. But what do you think, Monty? I um feedback from a, across the golfing network suggests he's a rather polarizing character. You know, you hear, you hear very mixed mixed views on Doak. Socially awkward, tough to hold down in a conversation. But but um, you know, his his yeah, the the course itself is yeah, I'd agree, pretty pretty benign compared to a, a Taraiti. Like yeah, Taraiti is is one out of the bag, right? You, you can't really draw any any parallels, and you know it's the only dope dope course that that I've played, um, aside from Tara. Was it anything um, similar, like shape of the bunker, anything or nah? <laughs> Quite frank, no, not really. I mean, it's yeah, not not specific to the design. Um, I'd say it's. Um, yeah, no, I, I find it. Yeah, I got no idea to be honest. Um, when you were when you were playing, did anything instantly kind of take you by surprise uh, about the golf course? Um, I think I, I think the no, not I, I, what I would say about the first time was you know typically when you play these you know quite uh, well ranked and well rated golf courses. You know, particularly here in New Zealand, your first holes are normally quite 
benign and, and easy. Whereas, you know, one thing that stuck out to me at Cape right off the bat, which sort of set the tone for the whole day, is you know, the first hole is actually, you know, so I, I found somewhat challenging, you know, like thick, rough, um, both left and right. And the approach shot, you know, you've sort of downhill hanging lie into an elevated green, which is, you know, always quite a challenging shot. Um, so, you know, straight off the bat, it's a, it's a toughish par four, which is, you know, quite different to, um, you know, other big courses around the country is what I'd say, which which I quite like, to be honest, you know. Puts you on your toes early doors. It's a cool second shot into that hole, eh? Yeah. No, it's, um, and that green, it's like feeds quite hard from right to left to memory. So, you know, it's you can have a lot of fun if they, you know, chuck a front left pin and it's quite a tricky but you know, somewhat inviting um, second shot into that hole. So you're coming off a, a couple of days golf and you make your way to the first tee. Um, how did I, – I understand you're in some pretty treacherous conditions um, in terms of the, the wind. Is there anything that – so you're put under a little bit of pressure early and the lads are probably fair weather golfers at the best of times and <laughs> is there anything you would do differently to adapt to that – wind howling off the off the coast and or and how would you adapt from (laughs) from my perspective like if you can't find the middle of the club face (laughs) it doesn't matter like the like you just have to strike it good in that wind and I definitely wasn't doing that and I guess like a disclaimer when I talk about um cape today is probably how poorly I hit it as well and like it is hard to put that all completely aside when you're uh, judging a golf course. What do you, how do you deal with the wind, Monty? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, we've only played it once and, you know, we had an absolute howler of a wind. Like, it's uh, it's hard to put into context what, what it was like. But I think, um, you know, for me, in those sort of conditions, it's an important to just knuckle down and stay stay true like I'm you know quite a fast and long swinger of the golf club and I'm not I'm not you know shying away from that even in those conditions trying to control the ball flight into the winds you know these long holes into the winds I'll tear it down if I'm, I'm still absolutely you know ripping in a new one to try to chop it through that but I um I think the wedge game is is where <laughs> I just get found out so badly on those courses I'm I'm capable of knocking a driver down but yeah unless you have the versatility from you know 120 130 in it's just you just got no hope in how really around th- those courses yeah and I think like compared to what I've experienced previously downhill was also like incredibly hard and it was, it was seriously affecting our putts as well which like that i'm that's just i'm i'm not in that league to deal with that sort of wind <laughs> yeah and, Jeez, in, that... and in the same vein i think it's important to um yeah people always under club in the wind and yeah i think a few of us us fellas got found out and just you know, put the ego inside and you know, take that extra club because 
there's some tough bunkering guarding the greens all around the course. Um, and there's some thick roughs, so just be smart. How many how many lost lost pills did the lads have around Kate? Oh, I think two. Oh, that's a guess though, but I definitely buried a few of some hag. <laughs> Monty? Yeah, I um I think I was probably two or three. Um and the other the other, you know, natural defining feature of the course is you know, yes it's wide, but but it's incredibly penal if you miss those fairways. Like fuck me, that rough is um yeah, let alone getting a <laughs> Let alone finding it, but if you find it, getting your stick behind it, you, you've got no <laughs> chance. Like, I don't know what you think, Monty, but that's kind of one criticism slightly I have of like even oh, Cape and, and Cowrie is that like often I find my cards just full of pars and doubles because if you miss the fairway, like it's just you're automatically losing a nurry and taking a six or a seven on a par four, you know? Yeah, and no, I think... Um, I 100% agree. And, you know, if you liken it to Param and Kinlock, which we've played regularly and, you know, both reasonable fans of it's, you know, that's probably one of the key differentiators between the two is, like, Cape and Carry for that matter. It's just you're genuinely fucked if you hit it. If you hit it. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but whereas, like, at Kinlock and Param, you've at least got a chance of scrambling apart. Mm. Yeah. So, how do you think your like like proper golfers would go out and take that golf course on? Like, how would they manage it compared to just your everyday joes like us? I think it wouldn't play like if if they got still conditions. I don't think a really good player would find too many fears around there. I don't know what you think, Monty. No, I mean, I it 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 doesn't have a lot of predict protection apart from a bit of length on a. And and the wind, so you know, like the the fairways are extremely wide. The greens are huge, um. So you know, you could easily see a a, a good player, you know, going a few under around there without you know breaking too much of a sweat. But it's just you're going to be doing extremely well to not get not get that track on a on a howler. Yes, Monty. While we're at it, actually, do you remember what tees we played off? Because I was looking today at the card to try jogged the memory and it said white but I was there no blacks I can't remember yeah it was it was the second from the backs um can't remember the color but yeah it's still okay. it was still fucking long like it was um yeah like it, it was still in that wind it's just so challenging like I just don't have the game to cope with that, that yeah yeah you obviously see the signature holes along the cliff face that are tight to the coastline. What did you think of those holes? Because I know they're, they're the holes that are plastered all over postcards and fridge magnets, but that's, what, two or three holes of the course? Yeah, like four or five. I, I don't know what Monty thinks. I preferred the front nine as like in terms of as like golf holes. The second nine was like more dramatic in terms of the views and stuff, but in terms of like actually fun shots to play, I probably preferred the front nine. Yeah, I um, that's one of the things I got wrong going in. You know, you see all the photos, you do a bit of research, and I thought we'd have a lot more holes 
along the cape. You know, you maybe not be running down the fingers like the photo suggests, but I just thought we'd have more in and around the water. But, um, you know, I I really like the 15th hole. That's the that's the signature hole. Everyone talks about it, Pirate's Plank or, or whatever it's called. Aside from that, though, I, you know, I, I agree with AC in that, you know, I wasn't overly fond of, you know, the other, the other holes along the water. That was the only one that genuinely ran to the end of the, the cliff. Um, and that was extremely tight. I thought there was some well-positioned bunkers greenside on that hole. So I love that hole. But t- t- to be honest, aside from that, there weren't e- any or many that really ticked my boxes you know, cliffside. Mm. So yeah, if you could, if you guys could just yeah I know you've just touched on it then but you rattled rattled me off your three favorite holes and your three least favorite holes going around or if you if you can't give me three just give me one okay what well, I I might have more but um yeah and just to make it clear so the front nine you kind of go out you go inland so when I said I enjoyed the front nine more I mean like the kind of the less scenic holes I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the fifth, which is like a, it's like a blind tee shot and you play out towards the water and the greens like perched up. It's a massive fairway, but it's got a center line, a couple of center line bunkers. So it's quite interesting in that respect. And then seven is a really cool hole. Um, you go like play down and you just have this kind of dome shaped green Hmm. and it's just a pig if you miss that green, it's so hard to make it up and down. And also the tee shot's quite challenging in itself because if you block it right, you're just in the absolute shit. You're going to make six. Um, so, yeah, I, those were probably two of my favourites. The six was also a very nice par three, kind of playing over a ravine. And then also, as we've mentioned, the 14th, I, that's a, that was a great golf hole. Monty? Yeah, I am... Um... I've unfortunately singled out <laughs> the same holes. Um, I didn't single out five, but I did. I do agree with you on that one. Six um, was just like one of those sort of very rare par three shots you get. You know, it's, you're hitting over a huge valley, and then you get the pleasure of you know walking down over a massive bridge up to your balls. Um, you know, quite tight left. We had a t- quite a tucked left pin. I didn't miss it by too far left and was, you know, in in the garbage hag shit on the left. And then seven for me was my favourite hole on the golf course. You know, good good fun tee shot. Um, you know, sort of a risk reward tee shot. It's, it measures quite long, around four hundred meter par four, but you know it's it's sloping down down the hill, so you can you know you can sort of whack driver or lay one back um, a bit further. And to that point, it's an extremely narrow target going into that green. I think both you and I, AC, missed it right, <laughs> um, which we had a right pin. You know, Cliff, uh, huge short-sighted shot. It was just you know not a place you want to be. But equally left, there was some quite good bunkering with some thick rough. And you know, I think that, that stretch is probably, you know, even though it's inland, five, six, seven. Um, and, and 14, I think you misplaced 14 and 15 AC but 15 which I touched on that par 5 but 14 is a 
is a great another risk reward par four, sort of three hundred or so off off the tee. You know, your your bigger hitters can sort of cut the corner, cut the valley, and go for what's quite an open and big green. And whereas, you know, you've also got the option of just laying it back onto the fairway. And I think, you know, courses like this typically don't have many genuine risk reward par fours. Yeah, it's primarily just bang three sixty plus. You know, rip out your driver, then you've got to hit a good iron shot. Whereas, you know, I, I thought that was a you know a nice contrast to to the to the course is just a genuine risk reward par four. So yeah, the least... way we were playing it wasn't necessarily a risk and reward par four though. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I did get that wrong. Um, as you mentioned. I didn't make the fairway on that hole. <laughs> it, was into the, it was into like, what do you reckon it was at that stage? I reckon, I'm going to say five to six club breeze. I could be exaggerating, but I just remember standing on that tee, just shitting myself, just being like, oh, I've never felt so small. <laughs> yeah, I um, I remember I probably hit my best drive of the day, absolutely nutted one, and it went 200. And, you know, I'd probably normally hit my drive at 280, 290. 300 so that is uh yeah probably a six club breeze ac didn't stand a chance <laughs> nah i, I, I doesn't have any golfers. sky either <laughs> oh you could almost caught it it felt like that mate <laughs> right boys your, your your least favorite holes okay mine's probably 12. Oh, here you go okay mine's probably the stretch from 10 to 12 you kind of played out to the water and uh, I just, there wasn't enough, not much going on. 10 is a par four, really wide fairway, and you could just run it up to the green really pretty easily, really, if you, um, and then 11, oh, like it was an okay hole, it was a par three. It was playing incredibly hard. I think I had to pull driver out and pretty, uh, I wasn't any chance of getting there. It was howling. Um, and then 12, was also like a dog leg par four to the left. This fairway, oh, you could have had it probably. I don't know. It was 60 metres wide, I reckon, and there was no bunkers around the green, so you could just kind of roll it up. Like you do, it's quite scenic in terms of you're hitting, like it, you kind of look like you just hit, feel like you're hitting out to sea. But the golf hole didn't have a lot going for it, in my opinion. Oh, I couldn't agree. I thought twelve was a, a terrible golf hole. I, uh, yeah, that that just came straight to mind. <laughs> like as a hitter anywhere par four, it's like incredibly wide. Particularly if you're hitting a fade, you can just bail out right, and it just sort of opens the hole up even more. Um, yeah, the only redeeming feature in my view <laughs> is just yeah the nice view out the back. Um, but I just thought it was, a, yeah, it's just such a nothing golf hole. Mate, um, imagine if you just chucked that in a field somewhere. You'd... Oh, it's, it's like, uh, yeah. Anyway, he's a, he's a well-regarded designer, so I'm not going to throw too many stones. I also thought, uh, I also thought 18, um, yeah, what wasn't a great finishing hole. Like it, it probably wasn't one of the worst holes on the course. But I just thought, um, you know, it didn't really play towards, it was sort of didn't really play towards the clubhouse, but it wasn't really close. And so there was no 
ambience from from the clubhouse and you know, it was just an extremely awkward tee shot in, in my view. Just uh, so those two, in the on other, AP, no. yeah, it just, out of place. I think it might have been because I thought I had this perfect tee shot and actually hit it in the hag and lost it and made double. So just a sour taste. But I think on the whole, the par threes weren't great. We, you know, the six hole was the pick of the lot. Um, but but aside from that, yeah. You know, so tell me about your experience. Uh, what would you change about the course? I don't know if I'm qualified to talk about what I'd change. <laughs> I'd change my golf swing. That's what I'd do. Without you, Monty. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd add a bit more to those and slopes to those greens. Like, um, you, know, like you, you could set that course up extremely tough, um, you know, even on a benign day. Just you know, The greens were, were quite flat. Um, you know, lovely to putt on and, you know, you can have some quite cool shots with the space um, with irons coming into those holes. But, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of I'm playing on big undulating greens and, you know, that's probably the one thing. But, but then again, like, you've got to flip it on its head and say what this course is catering to. And this course is catering to, you know, a whole range of players, right? Like those who are coming from overseas who potentially you might be doing the trip of their lifetime, not wanting to get beaten up and, you know, then punters from art like us who, you know, again, can't be too picky and just want to have a, a good day out on the links. So I think that's quite an aggressive take. Uh, but if you're setting it up for, you know, your, your pro golfers, that's probably the, the key aspect. What about around the the pro shop and the and the clubhouse? Are there is there anything you guys need to touch Actually, on? Actually, while we're at it, do you, sorry, um, Derek and the holes that are kind of that go out to the water. Do you think like they're the, all all the like kind of basic ones in terms of the greens and stuff? Like maybe are they limited because of the wind out there? Do you think maybe? Yeah, no, I think that I think that's fair. <laughs> like. Fuck! I couldn't imagine them if we had some, some slopes with the wind that we, uh, that we encountered. But um, I was, yeah, I was also I was saying to the boys at golf actually yesterday, like that back nine, like you know they always give golf shit about being a game, but it felt like a sport on that back nine. Like <laughs> <laughs> we were just getting punches from everywhere. The wind was oh. howling. Like it was, it was proper. Tough. Nothing, nothing better as well than just you know coming off the course and you know, feelings like you, you've properly earned it, right? And like, like I said at the top, the big boy golf courses, yeah, you, you're not going to want to play them every day, but you know they put hairs in the chest and you know, in, in theory, make you <laughs> make you a better player. But I'm not quite sure if that if that theory holds true. So you've you've finished up your round. Well, what what can you tell me about the clubhouse, the the people, and how were your clubhouse beers, and what was your poison of choice? I think I went for a garage project, which I'm not a massive fan of. Poor choice, and maybe a burger. I don't. Yeah, I very. I didn't go out the box there. What about you? Yeah, I, um, the fact I can't remember either. I think probably. Um, yeah, implies it. It wasn't 
the most enjoyable. But you know, as as humble young professionals, um, you know the the prices the prices of uh, <laughs> yeah, where they probably go of the beers and the beer when you've been absolutely torched out there. It's uh, you know, it's uh, not. Not easy it, to stomach. Is it confronting, would you say? It's confronting, yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good way to say it. If they, um, if they extended gift vouchers, I might have splashed out a bit more, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. I, AC's got a bone to pick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll save that oh. for teeing off if you want. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just, yeah. When your greens are closed and COVID's involved, it's, oh, it's an interesting one. Mm, yeah, yeah. The let's let's just drunk. say there shouldn't be expiry dates on on gift vouchers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I, I'm I sure the consumers act would say like they're in their right, but whether I agree with it <laughs> is another story. <laughs> right, boys. I've already I've already kept you for half an hour. What what is your rating out of ten? Any final thoughts? And would you be back in a hurry? Yeah, I um, I was overall um. You know, happy, happy with the round. I'd probably give it an, an eight out of ten. It's, you know, I'd, I'd be rushing back on a on a good weather weekend. It's, you know, I think our impression's been tainted by, you know, the rain and the extreme wind. But you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be back in a heartbeat. Um, you know, it's it's not one you'd want to play, you know, all the time. But it's um, extremely enjoyable. Has to be has to be tied into a trip, and like I said at the very top, it's you know, quite nice having a, a group of courses around it, so you can sort of you know make a, a proper weekend of it. You know the views are you know second to none without you know, stating the obvious. Um, yeah, I think and I think. But what I will also say is you know just go into those tracks with an open mind, right? Like don't do too much research, don't set your expectations too high because. Yeah, you just was run the it, risk of being disappointed. Was anyone uh, guilty of of that in your four ball? Oh, I think maybe me. I was probably expecting like a like a nine and a half experience, and would probably say it was about an eight as well. Um, whether that's how I played, the conditions like that probably definitely plays a part to an extent as well. But like, it was obviously a great day out, and um, I definitely would go back there. Well, boys, uh, I really appreciate your time and you've got me super excited to get out and play some big boy golf courses again. Uh, and hopefully that'll be us playing them together over summer. So I really appreciate your time and cheers. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Hey, thanks for having me. Just go home. That's your home. Are you too big for your home?